Welcome to the Brian Piergrossi Podcast, the podcast community for living your best life and creating a more beautiful world. Each episode, we inquire into the frontiers of inner peace, love, freedom, creativity, and empowerment with authors, artists, musicians, healers, spiritual teachers, yogis, activists, revolutionaries, entrepreneurs, comedians, scientists, psychologists, poets, mystics, and you. These conversations are unedited and always 100% authentic to how they happen. I'm your host, personal coach and author Brian Piergrossi. I've worked for over 13 years with thousands of people around the world to break through unconscious limiting belief systems and bring healing, transformation, and inspired manifestation to those who are ready and interested. For online personal sessions with me or in-person sessions with me in the magic of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, contact me at thebigglow.com. The sponsor of this podcast is you. If you appreciate our community, become a patron supporter at patreon.com slash thebigglow. Welcome, everybody, to the Brian Piergrossi podcast. That's me. I am delighted to have Christy Linnae with me as my guest today. Hi, Christy. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Thanks back for from the mountains, back from uh, the cabin, the cabin mm-hmm. in the mountains. Yes. Christy's in, uh, she's uh, a neighbor now. In, uh, we both live in Asheville, North Carolina now, which has been great. I've seen you a few times. Yeah. And I first became aware of you, speaking of Asheville, in our New Year's Eve event, uh, New Year's Eve, January 1st, 2020, in Asheville. And um, you were a presenter. And John and Kathy Stringer introduced me to you. And it was a, just a phenomenal performance that you, uh, that you laid out for us there. That was a great night. And it was just an awesome energy. And it's been a joy to get to know you since then and look forward to getting to know you more. Today, I was going to read a little bit of your bio, which I was telling you, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've done that much ever at all. But I just felt inspired to read a little bit about you to our audience. Awesome. Singer-songwriter and renowned fingerstyle guitarist, Christy Lene is more than a musician. She's an experience. <laughs> Symphonic compositions flow from her fingertips effortlessly with sound ranging from transcendental folk pop to virtuous, virtuistic instruments. Her recent title of Acoustic Guitarist of the Year 2019, awarded by the Music Radar magazine at the UK, has launched Christy's career towards international stardom. Christy is often described as Michael Hedges meets Joni Mitchell and Dave Matthews, integrating melodic pop lyricism with catchy hooks and percussive harmonic textures. As an official showcase artist at Folk Alliance International, consistently logging a number of major festivals, events, opera houses, and theaters nationwide and worldwide, Christy Lene performs with radiant joy. That's something I want to talk about because that is very true that awes crowds and inspires fellow musicians. Okay. She recently told Digital 
journal that years ago I set my intention to be an inspire an inspirational songwriter. And over time, I've come to realize that inspiration comes in many forms. Talking about the dark and the light, the beauty and the moments of pain are all forms of inspiration. I just love all that. I had to read it. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, it's, it's, it's all true. I mean, especially, uh, you know, the part at the end you were talking about creativity. You know, creativity can come in many forms. And, you know, I'm always just trying to be an open vessel to catch it when it wants mm -hmm. to come through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. And you get you get the Brian Piergrossi Award for, in my opinion, you're one of the top guitars that I would say not only in the world but ever. I, oh. I'm, I'm a huge fan of your oh, music, awesome. and yeah, you're incredibly you're incredible. So let's talk about what makes a great guitar player. It's very interesting. I was thinking about this, and it's like there's the the skill of like you know knowing where the notes are and knowing where the chords are, and right. you know being very proficient. Uh, mm -hmm. as, a, as a guitar player in that way, technical, being very technical, technically sound. So you're, you're you know, amazing in that way. But then there's this other thing that's kind of a little bit more like mysterious, you know, it's like some, like a, like a presence, like you're really, like if someone's really present with the instrument and they're really here and they're really, so it's kind of like this, I always find this interesting balance of like knowing where you want to go, but being in the moment at the same time, right? It's some, it's like a balance of both of those things, it seems like. Well, they said that, I, I was told many years ago that Bach used to read about six pages ahead of where he was actually playing. And it's so interesting um, because I'm a very in the moment kind of person. Um, and I do my best to plan ahead, but some, some things can't be planned for. Um, I think with creatively as a musician, the greatest goal for me has always been to be able to play what I hear. And so it's not like it's necessarily just to play what I hear in my head, or, but it's also if I hear a song on the radio or if I'm playing with a band, um, to be able to hear a part and play it right back. Um, so I've spent a lot of time on those oral skills to be able to um, respond to sound um, in the moment when I when I hear something and be, to be able to play it back. Um, it's just through a lot of ear training, um, learning things by ear and stuff. But where that translates towards the most incredible thing is if I have a song in my head that the most important thing is to be able to get from point A to point B to compose the piece of music so that nothing physical is going to get in my way from being able to actually play it or execute the idea. So I've spent a lot of time on, you know, technique and trying to um, get my, my hands, you know, it's like training for the Olympics, you know what I mean? Like if you, mm. you, can't, you can't choose to run a marathon, it just all of a sudden, if you haven't been training, you're going to exhaust yourself and probably fall. It's the same kind of thing, I think, if you're going to try to play a really advanced guitar piece, there's like getting from point A up to point B or whatever X, depending on the level of, of, of advancement in the, in the piece, there's, there's other things that have to be learned to get there. And so I've spent years, you know, um, learning classical guitar pieces, uh, studying jazz guitar, studying rock music, um, all far before I ever wrote any of my own music. Um, and so really developing those oral skills, the physical skills, and to be able to um, technically play, you know, almost anything that would come my way. And so now when I have an idea, it's so much easier, you know, to 
to execute the idea because I've played so much advanced music already. So I think that's probably the biggest the biggest thing is, you know, some people are like, oh, I want to compose this crazy advanced music. And it, it's hard if you haven't actually played music that's already been written that is that is really advanced. Same as a writer would probably read a lot of books in their life. <laughs> And right. at some point they would write a book, but it's like right. you try to write a book and you've never read a book, then it's probably going to be really challenging because there's no framework of like how to how to get there, how to build a storyline, and it's kind of it's all the same thing in the composition of a piece uh -huh. of music. Yeah, but there's this but there's this balance between like because I I do writing, I've written two books, so and I did read a lot of books. And I studied different authors and things and poets and mystical poets and stuff. Ooh, but then yeah. there's also like this point where it's like if you're just copying other people, then you're not the unique artist that you are, you know. So it's like something comes through that's uniquely you. Like you, you you're, you're I mean, definitely you're clearly like you've really studied and you really, really practiced. And but mm -hmm. then somehow you're uniquely you too like there's a, there's a sound that's you that's not anybody else you know so how do you how do you go from like um studying these great artists to um me and this is my sound i think it for me it's been in timelines of you know it was like eighth grade when i got a guitar it was all you know learning rock songs by ear and then it's like ninth grade still that and then it's like classical guitar, classical guitar for three years, jazz guitar, and then kind of went into that. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine just picking up a guitar, you know, in the eighth grade and writing a song. I mean, maybe I made up some riffs, but um, I don't, I see what you're saying though, too, because it's, it's like, I, it makes me, I always think about, um, I had a teacher in college, it was a, a jazz improvisation class, and he said, you know, you could just sit in your room all day long and make up guitar riffs. And one day you might go, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh my God, I just created the most incredible melody I've ever heard. And it's like, you wouldn't know that that's already been created if you haven't taken the time to actually like to learn the vocabulary of music and music history and understand what's already been done. And it's like taking the framework of what's already been done and kind of shifting it into your own paradigm I think is like part of the art of language it's like we learn our vocabulary we learn how to speak we understand how things have been spoken before but for us in our own voice it's kind of the way we speak it it's how we choose to use the words and um so I think that's all just part of the journey and I, I would love to read your books um <laughs> I'll make sure you get some copies. Yeah, and then hear how your voice has come through because that's what it is. It's like people can say a lot of the same things of what they're talking about in a song, in a book, but it, it's like how they're saying it and the you know the way that it's being translated is what makes it your own, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's only seven notes in the musical major scale, you know, and it's like... Mm. Or there's only 12 notes all together, technically, and then octaves. But it's like, you know, if we only were to think about notes, then it's very limited. But music is also expression. You know, it's dynamics, how loud and soft you get. 
It's, um, you know, in, in literature, punctuation, the exclamation points, the question points, the, the bold letters, the underlines, the italics, mm -hmm. um, music, it's tone, it's where you're playing it on the guitar, by the bridge, by, by the neck. Um, if I'm using the flesh of my um, finger as opposed to my nail, or if I'm using a pick or fingers, the same exact sound, or, the, or a different guitar, the same exact piece of music could sound completely different depending on who's playing it, depending on mm -hmm. dynamics, all of these things that um, can't, well, they can be written on a piece of paper and people do their best when they're composing like sheet music to actually write in the dynamics or pianissimo, I want this to be really softer, you know, but it, there's no difference between an amateur trying to play a, or somebody who doesn't have the experience of, of, of a, um, of a lot of music for them to play the piece and then you give it to like John Williams to play it and there's things that he's going to do that weren't written in the sheet music that make it brilliant and that's just that's the art of like composition as one piece and then there's like the performance of it which is like a whole other thing you know like you're going to give a speech you've written it somebody else is going to read it and it's going to come through one way but if you read it it's going to come through a certain way. And that's just the power to me of, of energy and how somebody is bringing the, the song, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that was kind of what I was getting at in my question. So, so when you're performing, so you, you have a song, you wrote the song and you're about, you're going to perform a song to a live audience. So do you have a sense of like, here's how I'm going to do the song. And then you do the song exactly how you thought you're going to do it beforehand. And then that's like a good performance. Or do you think like, here, here's how I'm gonna do the song and then you get in front of the audience and do you see what I'm going? Like, it, it's like, cause as, as a speaker, like, cause, cause you know, even that January 1st thing, like um, I gave a speech at that and it's like, okay, here's how it's gonna go. But then I'll come <laughs> up and be like, oh, actually they need to hear this right now. And they need to hear this with more emphasis and this with less. That's how I feel you. It feels so alive when you're sharing music live. It feels like you're just like you're 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 going off the crowd and you're kind of feeling what's there. And so, like, what is that balance between like I'm going to go from point A to point B exactly as I think I'm going to. And there's some kind of nuance. There's some kind of difference, you know, that's playing off the energy that's present in the moment with the crowd. Right. There's something there that's alive, too. Yeah, I think it's it's like the the art of, of spontaneity, but we're improvising all the time. It's yeah. Like I improvise yeah. when I choose to cross the street before the light turns green, you know, or like if I'm what I'm going to wear one day or how I'm choosing to be in the world or bit. So what are you going to say next? Exactly. But it's like that. Honestly, I wish that I could plan much more i really try um in terms of like a set list um for me um planning of like an exact show or exactly how something is going to go 
only goes the way that I plan it if there's other people involved. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like if I have a band, there's going to be an exact set list and all the transitions will be written in the set list with the drummer is going to start this song while I switch to my 12 string or the bass player is going to do this. Piano was going to do this during, you know, the whole thing will be completely planned. And I could try to accomplish t to attempt that in a solo show, but it never is that way because it's like I, I could write a set list. But the moment I get out there, as I start going, I feel the energy of the people and I start to respond. And even if there is a plan like for the, for the band, I'm still, you know, always telling people that, okay, it's this amount of measures for the guitar solo or for the intro, but just watch me and I'm going to give you a little bit of a move. And that's when we're actually going to go into the next section because there's always got to be carved in room for um, some spontaneity. So it's like there's spontaneity within structure as well. So I know I want to try to cover these points and at least play these songs, but inside of them, things might kind of change a little bit. Same as a speech, right? You know? It's well, like the same, the same, see, the thing I, the thing that's exciting about this podcast and why I like talking to musicians and artists is because it's the same lessons for life, right? So yeah. you just said something that struck me. You said, spontaneity within structure yeah. you know and it's like that's that's our life like that's that's when you're really living like full-on it's like yeah you have a structure you have a sense of like the way you want your life to go i want my day to go like this i want you know blah 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 i want to do these five things and i want to do it well and but then inevitably for me at least maybe someone else is different but for me like things never go exactly as i planned you know, so that's where the spontaneity comes in. It's like you got to have spontaneity within the structure. And like when I, I feel like when I when I'm present for like an amazing musical performance, that's how it feels. It's like, you know, they're not coming in with like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing tonight at all. There's some sense of direction. But then there's this aliveness to like, oh, you know, like I've, I think I've even, I've even heard you say this. Like sometimes you'll be like, oh, I thought I was going to play this song, but I'm actually feeling this song wants to come yeah. through. Right. So it's like yeah. really being present. And like, I think that's what makes a great performance absolutely and i'm i'm learning you know through a lot of um discoveries in this moment of how to try to manage that in my life because that spontaneity isn't always <laughs> it's not always like the best way to live for me um in terms of like completing projects and all these things because because i get so excited it's like you know, a little bit of ADHD going on, which I'm only learning about because of, um, you know, just through some some research recently. I'm like, oh, I think I might have a little bit of that. How can I manage mm -hmm. this? For me, it's just always been that way. It's like, oh, I write this song and it's like, this is like the most important thing in the world right now. And then it's like, you know, I demo it and then a few days later, it's like, oh, now this thing's coming through and this is like the most important thing. And um, I think that creative people are that way quite a lot. And I think it's, I, we can use it to our advantage. And then, and now even it's like, I'm 35 years old now and I'm finally starting to realize how that is such a gift to be able to be so present when something's coming through and also to learn how to balance that with like a little bit more structure and a little bit in terms of like, project management and things that actually will take a career, you know, further. Because if I just stay in spontaneity mode all the time, I would never release a song and I'd probably never 
um, you know, put out another album or anything like that. So, but mm -hmm. yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's got to be some spontaneity within the structure, though. Otherwise, it's just too rigid and it's not a lot of fun that way. And music is, is supposed to be a, a performance. So it's like half of it is the music and half of it is what people are actually seeing. And they don't even, I don't think people really even realize when they're watching a concert how much of it is visual. Um, mm. I did actually a, a workshop at the DIY music conference with a guy named, um, oh, now I'm forgetting his name, but he runs a production company and it's, it's live music production. He's like produced Taylor Swift shows, like really big mm -hmm. concerts mm -hmm. that have huge productions. And they're, they're all doing things about the lighting transitions and all of the changes and stuff. And, and they did some examples for a huge group of thousands of people. They got a band in front and they were, they were directing the band and telling them things they could do to make their show and live performance better. And something that he said, it was so interesting. He's like, I don't care how much somebody really knows music, like there's going to be a point in the show where they're watching and they all of a sudden might get distracted and think, oh, I really like that pair of shoes she's wearing, you know, or, oh, wow, look at the way she kind of like moves when she's when she's playing a little bit. And it, it might not be that there was something that you did that didn't that was wrong. But if you just stand there and don't do anything different throughout the entire thing, um, you know, people's attention can can go so I'm always like really aware of that I think when I'm performing of, of like how can I do something that's gonna just like shift the visual presentation just a little bit whether it's going up to the side of the stage in the corner or having my head back versus like getting down on my knees or like having the guitar up like this or swirling it around my body no I'm just kidding maybe doing a backflip just kidding um, but just little things that can kind of make it visually stimulating um, are, are fun for me to do um, just to kind of I don't know for me it just makes it more interesting so is that is that uh, spontaneous? Is that like feeling off the crowd with the, with the, where the crowd's at? Or is that like pre-choreographed or both? I, a lot of it is pre-meditated, but not, it, it doesn't always happen the way that it's planned, you know? Um, and most of the time it's a premeditated idea, but when it happens, um, you know, might shift a little bit, but you know, it's hard to say because I haven't done a lot of shows this year considering I know. COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, but even just at home and, you know, making music at home, it's like, you know, there, there's definitely far more spontaneity these days in trying to learn how to structure when my life has been run on like travel and adrenaline for the last 11 years. And now I'm home and just like in one place. And it's like, oh, okay. Self-regulation and management of of the mind and an emotional body and spiritual body and how that integrates with my creative atmosphere. I think that's that's all, you know, just like a journey in itself of of learning ourselves. And and I think it all plays into how we how we produce art, you know. Mm-hmm. Has it been uh, has it been challenging you for like, like being used to being on the road and doing you know being in front of big live audiences and crowds and traveling and now not having that 
you know, this year? Has that been challenging or how have you kind of like, have you discovered maybe something like valuable in it or like what, what's, what's been that, what's that been like for you? Yeah, it has been challenging because I'm, I at some point over the last few years thought that I'd become really introverted because I've been like touring so much that I needed a significant amount more time alone and more time to recharge. Also, I was living in a cabin for two years in the middle of nowhere, kind of, I mean, only an hour from Asheville, but very out there in Lake Lore. That place that was by, was it the one that's by Lake Lore? Yeah. 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 And so that uh, made me feel like I'd become really introverted, but I realized this year that I'm not, (laughs) I really (laughs) thrive on people and in the energy of other people. And so it's really hard doing, you know, a live stream when there's, there's nobody there. You're just looking at the camera and trying to, it's for me, almost feels like triple the amount of energy Mm. because I'm trying to create the feedback as well. Yeah. You have to generate it. Exactly. So it takes a lot more energy and I think it's a different kind of practice. So there's been a few pre-recorded things where I just like ask a friend (laughs) to come over and be like, Hey, can you just be there on the other side of the camera? Um, And that's been helpful for me, but yeah, I mean, I miss that, that feeling of just like a crowd roaring, you know, the feeling of just like the energy of people and, you know, I think there's a lot of unknown of when that's going to happen again, but I think it's, you know, it's a time to go inward and that's what I've been discovering of, you know, what can I learn more about myself and how, how can I do this from home, you know, in a way that where I feel balanced and, um, and joyful through it. And, and a lot of that sometimes is, is not always about, you know, trying to produce, 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 which is what I was trying to do at the beginning. And then I found myself really exhausted because I'm like, wait a minute, why am I trying to run my life with the same speed as it was before COVID? Whereas like, what would it be like if I just were to slow down for a second? And I'm now having a chance to really look at some things within myself that I just didn't have time to take a look at um, before, before then. So I think it's been a huge blessing and um, and I think I've written some of the best songs of my career this year. Um, I haven't recorded them yet because I'm kind of, well, other than my little demos here in my home studio, but I'm excited um, starting at the end of January to get like, really into the record and, and make the recordings of these songs. So it's been a process and yeah, yeah. I it, but it is what it is. And yeah, yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah, but when you are performing, you have like like this write up that I read. You have this like incredible joy that just like emanates from you. And what's happening for you when you're like playing music? It, it almost feels like you go into like another dimension or another like like level of consciousness or something. Like, what are you feeling internally when you're like playing? You're playing your music, you know, which obviously you love what you're playing. Oh. I, that's just a phenomenon, I think, that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it in her book, Big Magic. If you've ever read that, it's a whole book on creativity. Um, she describes it as like, you know, if you've ever had those moments, if you watch a dancer do this unbelievable performance and it's, they're 
like transcending this energy and it's almost otherworldly and then you know they they feel like they're on this high after that happened like wow i can't believe that just came through and then the next day of course their knees still hurt and not yeah realize i'm still human yeah it's kind of like that um because it's like i think i've just spent so much so many years um working on music and and also developing my spiritual practice and meditation and really trying to open up especially recently really trying to open up my crown chakra so that i can have just an energetic point to like let things come in and um so i spend a lot of time on 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 self-care actually and you know meditation and yoga to try to really get myself into a place where i can be an open vessel and be centered so that when that time comes for for to do a performance or record that I can have all of those physical skills that have been developed over the years, but also the spiritual kind of opening for it to come through. And and that's it's something that I can't explain. I don't know. It is it is kind of like entering another dimension because um, my soul wants to open up into this divine music that, that wants to come through me and that's always actually this visualization that I do before going on stage I always open up my arms really wide and I just like imagine that there's I imagine angel wings I mean this might sound a little woo woo for some people but you know I'll just let you know that this is what I've done before I've gone on stage almost every time for the last many years and I just open my arms and I just like feel the energy of the universe around me and I imagine that if it was like these open angel wings that I were to open them up to all the people who were who were in the room and and allow myself to be a, a vessel of music so that it can come through and that people will not just hear it but they can feel it because it is they're only going to feel it if I'm feeling it and then I'm only going to feel it if I'm open enough to feel it I know how to play the notes but it's only just like a tiny bit of what it is to hear and feel music is, is the notes. So everything else is energy and um, I, for me anyway. And um, so I spend a lot of time trying to just regulate my energy and, and myself so that when I am sharing a piece of music that it can come through with the energy that I intend. and. If you're experiencing that when you're listening to it, then it's working. So that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Right. I mean, at the heart, music at its, um, I really feel like music at its best is a spiritual experience, right? It's like you're, you're articulating it really well. Like, I think you're articulating what the, what the artist feels, but also what the listener feels, you know? And it's like this, like, I mean, one level, it's like a sacred level of presence, I feel like it's like I feel like a lot of it's presence. Like it's not like you're there and you're like, oh, what what am I doing next week? Or you know, it's like you're like really there, you know. Yes. So your mind is just like quiet, you know, and then your heart is open, and then like you're just a channel for this music to come through. It reminds me of a lyric in a in a song um, that I heard. The singer is the song, something like that, right? Like the singer becomes the song. Like this, almost yeah. like the singer like disappears and they become the song that's that's being played. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's still a human experience too often. Um, 
as well as a spiritual experience because I, I would be lying to say that there haven't been times where I've been on stage and then, you know, I like start playing and then quickly realize that I never ate dinner and, and then, you know, I start to feel hungry and I have to like in the moment come back to the song, you know what I mean? And so that's happened for me just as much as where, you know, I have to come back to the ultimate experience, which is to be so deeply present with the music that it actually takes over me. And that's, that's the thing that it, it's like, it's like yoga in a way where it's like, sometimes you can reach this point where you're so deeply connected that it, it, it's just profound. And, and it, music is that way too, where it's like, there's a point where the music is playing me. That's that how it feels. Um, and I am just, I'm just there and letting it come through me. I've already written the songs. I've already um, taken the time to practice them like crazy. Um, but the strangest thing happens is like, there's been times where I haven't had a chance to warm up or I haven't, hadn't practiced for a few days because I'd been on planes or traveling or not sleeping well hotels, whatever, and in, if I were to use my mind to go on stage, then it would be a different experience because I'd be like, oh my god, I I haven't, you know, which is like the, the thing that happens before the show, it's like, oh my god, I haven't had a chance to practice, I haven't had a chance to warm up, I haven't had a chance to have food, blah, 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 all this stuff, mind, 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 I, that's a mental experience that's happening, and I have to find a way to come back to my center and realize that ultimately music is just energy and if I am going to open up my soul to let it come through me then none of that stuff is really going to matter um, at least for very long eventually if I don't eat I'm going to pass out but you know what I'm saying like it's just like it's not going to um, as long as I can come back to that space the music will play me and that's that's the practice and you know so I do a lot of practice of just like technique blah 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 songs all of these things but the biggest practice of all is how can I open up my vessel so that the song plays me and that is the most um it's the most transformational profound experience that I've had as a human to be able to to feel music coming through me in that way. It's almost, it almost feels like when you're out in the sun and you feel the sun rays coming down that all of your skin, like every pore of your skin is just really warm. It's kind of like that, but it's just like this, this warmth of music and it's just like, you know, exploding out of my body. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it's a great yes. metaphor. Yeah. And it's like, it's like that, that what you're describing, like that's like, the ideal, like the ultimate spiritual, like uh, attainment or whatever we want to call it, would be to can we translate that to our life? You know, can we like live our life from that place? Like that feels like that's my intention to like support people with with the work that I do, and that's why, and that's why I get more inspiration from like artists and musicians than generally than I do to be honest from like whatever they're called like uh, ministers or reverence or whatever because i feel like artists are there they have these moments or maybe they have like long stretches of period where they're in that that space you know it's really it is the ego transcendence you know it's like 
to have, in order to have like an incredible song come through you, you have to let go of your ego and like become the song. And like, as I was actually listening, we were talking about, I mean, last time I saw it, we were talking about Eddie Van Halen. I was actually saw this little, this old footage of Eddie Van Halen um, talking. Well, he was playing guitar a little bit too, but he was talking and uh, this woman's like talking to him. And like, I don't think of Eddie Van Halen as like a religious person at all. I don't think he probably thinks of himself as a religious person at all. Um, but this woman's talking to him and she says something like, you're such a great, you're such a great, great guitarist. Or you're, you're, you're a great guitarist. Or you're a great, you know, and he looks at her and he goes, it's not me. It doesn't come from me. You know, it just, it just comes through me. And he's, and he says something about the man upstairs or some, some metaphor to like, you know, some higher power, you know, coming through him. And that was like really revealing, you know, cause it's like, I think anybody who is producing incredible music they all have that same feeling of like or like for me when i when i would write writing or poetry or these any kind of creative field visual artist when you when you when you really do something magical you're like how do i, I didn't even do like i wasn't even doing that. that just like came through me you know and like that's the place that we all want to be in you know but i think the the kind of the paradox of it is you can't you can't use your ego to try to force it or use effort it's like like it's like exactly what you did, that metaphor of like opening up your arms. It's like okay. just being open and available for it and like let it come through you. Exactly. And no, I resonate with that too. And it, you can call it whatever you want, but right. I think the word, the label's not important. Exactly. And I think all of, all of us have experienced it in a, um, in a different way, whether we're aware of it or not, is those moments, you know, it's like the moments where they've talked about people who can all of a sudden just like pick up a car because there's yeah. daughters underneath it, you know, there's power in, you know, when we just like get out of the mind and it's just, that's the, I mean, that's like the fight or flight and all of that kind of adrenaline, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's some, there's some power in what, what we are capable of and strength that we don't even realize that we have. And, um, I've been in, you know, some crazy situations like that as a musician where, where I'm like up against, for example, I've, you know, gotten to play with some of my favorite musicians in the world. And earlier this year, um, put out a song with, um, Tommy Emmanuel and I playing together in Poland. First of all, he's like one of my greatest heroes. We've gotten to play together a few times and, um, it's, Every single time I've been on stage with him or Tim Reynolds from Dave Matthews Band, same kind of thing. This unbelievable guitarist who I look up to so much. And it doesn't matter. I mean, of course, I'm going to practice a lot leading up to that moment. But those moments where I've played with people like that, something happens because now there's double the amount of energy on stage. And so energetically, if we're both like these open vessels, I mean, I just have to say that I have played some of the craziest things that I've ever played in my entire life, and I have no idea where it came from. I saw the video like last week of Tommy and I playing in Poland, and I was playing this just wild guitar solo so fast, and I'm like, where did that come from? And I'm like, well, because I'm like, that's the power of energy. I'm now in my own energy and open vessel, but I'm feeding off of his energy, and suddenly something came through me that even if I could have tried to practice that guitar lick like a thousand times 
But I'd never played that. Whatever it was, it just went. And I was like, what? What was that? Ah, you know. But it, in the moment, you can you can see me surprised because I'm like, oh my god, what was that? And that's and, the great that's the great moment. That's why people show up at a concert. They want that moment. You know, that's awesome. Exactly the surprise. And I yeah, on these, I recorded a couple songs with Phil Kagi this year too, and they're like. You can hear us laughing in the track because it was all improvised. And you, there's one point in one of the Phil Kagi songs where I just bust out laughing in the middle. <laughs> it's because he played the craziest thing. And somehow, and like we changed meters together, improvised, and then somehow came right back. None of it was planned. We'd never rehearsed. We'd never even played together. And this thing just happened. And I am laughing. It's in the track on Spotify because I'm just like, what just happened and how there's no way we could have planned that or rehearsed that and at the end he goes well that was nice i'm like (laughs) wow that was pretty nice and and it's just funny you know that that whole thing was improvised and every time i tell someone that you guys improvised that it's like yeah that's just the power of like getting people in a room who love music who have that availability to be open and same like if you're going to have a conversation with I don't know Michael Beckwith or just some spiritual teacher. Christy Lene. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like you might think of something that you would have never thought of because there's all of a sudden this this transcendence of energy and and now like I'm inspired from talking to you. You know I'm like I'm inspired from talking to you. Yeah. So I mean that's what it is and that's the thing that I think a lot of people are missing during COVID is that yes. that that collaborative. Yes collective yep. experience of people coming together and intellectually stimulating each other so somehow we're finding ways to do it ourselves and through video calls but it's better than nothing right you know yeah but that's really interesting what you said about how it's almost like you're in like we call it like the zone or something or you're in this this field and then someone else comes along whether it's on stage or you know wherever it is and like they're in the field, they're in the zone, they're in the present, and then it like amplifies it, and it's like exponentially more. And then maybe there's a third person or fourth person, and maybe you get a whole band that's all in this. That's I mean that's like that's the moment, right? If you get a whole band that's in that moment together, and um, and then it's just like just like we can go anywhere, we can do anything. It's in music, but again, it's also like it could be in a conversation. It could just be with you. You're with some friends, and like. You just have this feeling of like we're just here and like anything is possible and there's all this love and it's like that's what yeah that's what it's all about that's where we want to be and we want to and like it's like can we can we be there like you know moment by moment like day in and day out but i was i actually um saw we were driving we're actually i don't know if i told you but we're in hilton head did i tell you that we're in hilton head south right. carolina right now yeah cool by the beach nice so, is it warm there uh it's warmer than Asheville, but it's not like you know it's not like shorts and t-shirt or anything yeah um i think it was in like i think it might have hit 70 today like i think it's like six up like 60s um oh, nice. but there's a lot of wind too so because we're at the beach there's a lot of wind yeah um but yeah we're grateful to be here and, and, and appreciative and um but on the way down um i had heard that that bruce springsteen was on saturday night live Oh, so this past Saturday, so I asked uh, Annie to play it uh, through the through the speaker, and he had the East Street Band, which he's been with since like the seventies. Oh no way! You know, 
yeah so you see like all the same i don't know all their names but you see the drummer i recognize there's the woman with the red hair she's there the guy with always has the bandana he's next to him and they gotta be like close to 70 years old you know um but it's like you see this band that's been playing together for, and they were so tight like the, like they're live and it's just like wow the energy coming like these people that are like 70 and the energy coming through them and they're so tight like how they're playing off each other so it's like that there's some there must be like some value in that too of like obviously if people have like you know if there's tensions or people are, are not getting along over a period of time that's different but if people are in harmony and they're in harmony over a consistent period of time, they could probably just go deeper and deeper together, you know? It's, and it's pretty amazing to experience. Yeah, I know. I mean, and that's why there's, there's nothing like playing with a band. It's awesome, you know? And um, I have um, actually recently was told that still when you're playing solo, you can create that collective energy by calling in other types of energies of, mm. in, you know, to kind of be with you so you don't feel like you're alone up there. And that was a very interesting kind of perspective. I'd never thought of it that way. I think when I'm playing solo, I'm feeding a lot off of the energy of the people in the room and the audience becomes my band, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. But that is so, there's nothing like watching a band that's been playing together for a long time or even just more than one person playing together because there's a synergy and a, there's a vibration between those energy frequencies that that emits some kind of some radiance you know it's harm that's harmony or that phenomenon of energy that we're talking about you know and but it's inspiring and you know i can't actually this weekend i'm doing a, um well I think when this comes out, this will be passed, but um, I'm playing um, with the band Free Planet Radio in Asheville. Um, we, uh, I'm going and doing four of my songs with them and then doing two of their songs for a live stream. Um, and so I'm excited. I haven't played with other musicians in a long time, so it'll be, it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> where, where are you doing that at? Um, it's a live stream. I don't know where we're filming from, but it's this okay. Saturday. Yeah. They just go where they tell you to go. Yeah. Show up and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I remember those days. <laughs> like, I mean, there's few and far of them between now. It's like, oh, yeah, you have to be at this thing and, you know, dress nice. It's like the rest of the time I'm just, you know, in my pajamas doing what I can around here. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's talk about um, the songwriting aspect. Okay. So... Great. What is your, like, what's your process and like how, like, what's a Christy Lene day? I'm so fascinated to like, like, what's, what's a day? What's it, what's a like, well, I mean, yeah. What, what is a day like for you? And like, like, where does your creative process come in? And like, you, you were saying something interesting too about this kind of balance between spontaneity and being open to the creativity of the moment. But then you obviously have some discipline too to like have produced, you know, the, the songs you have and the records you have and the tours you have. Mm -hmm. So, um, but let's just start with like, you know, like the, 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 your day and like, where do you have a certain time of day that you, that you write songs that's come through whenever it comes through or how does that work? Hmm. Songwriting. I don't, it's really hard to plan for songwriting. You know, I can. You're in the shower, and then just something comes through. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really try to, you know, just 
in the morning after I get up and have my tea and coffee or smoothie or whatever, um, you know, I'll, I'll usually um, meditate and um, and do some yoga just to get my, my body and my blood flowing or go for a walk. Um, and sometimes it's even before that, I'll go straight to my guitar. I mean, if I have a dream about a song, um, I'll, you know, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just uh, record a voice memo of of the melody and sometimes even get up and play, you know, this like half asleep version with my voice like, meh, you know, on a voice memo, but it's enough for me to remember it the next day and work on it. And do you feel like a lot of, a lot of your stuff comes through your dreams? There have been quite a lot of songs that have come through my dreams, but, um, you know, some of it comes from just, you know, intentionally sitting with my guitar for, you know, I'm like, okay, for the next X amount of time, I'm going to sit and practice to, I don't know, 88 beats per minute in an open F tuning and I'm going to sit there for an hour probably and I'll work on different techniques, finger exercises and once my hands are really warmed up and I'm like in the flow of a pulse, and that's why I love practicing to a metronome and doing something specific and that a lot of songs have kind of come through that way where I'm like, okay, I'm working on this right hand finger pattern in this tuning at this tempo and I'm just kind of coming up with as many different ways that I can um, play through some of these patterns, different ideas. And then usually once I get through enough of it to where my hands are really warmed up and in sync with the pulse, my hands are in sync with each other, they're in sync with the pulse, I'll um, often start coming up with some melodic ideas and riffs and and I will, um, you know, and I'll, a, a riff will just come and once the riff comes usually the rest of the song is easier but i don't it's maybe 50 percent of the time i've written songs that way where i'm intentionally practicing and warming up and getting my hands loose and once i'm there then a, some kind of riff will come through and then once a riff comes through i'll just keep playing that until until I start to hear a melody and then I'll, you know, turn off my metronome and then um, record, um, record a little, you know, like a little version of it, me humming on top of it. And then once, once I come up with the first lyric, the rest of it is usually quite a lot easier, but I usually just sing the melody over the riff for a long time until, um, until I start to hear something um, lyrically and then once I get the first line or a couple of lines then I can um, kind of put down my recording and my guitar and sit with my notebook and write words while I have that melody in my head and usually while I'm writing the words the rest of the melody will come from how the words are being outlined and then I'll go back to my guitar after I write the words and finish the music so that that's most of like the process for me um what i was saying the 50 percent of the time is where it starts with practicing and the other and there's maybe like 20 percent of the time where it's like it comes through a dream and then maybe like 30 percent of the time where i'm just like 
walking or I don't know if these percentages are correct. I'm just walking <laughs> or I'm like, you know, just randomly pick up my guitar in the middle of the day, like, and I have like 15 minutes before I have to do an interview or whatever or something. And it's like, usually when I have like a specific amount of time and I am not like trying to practice anything, um, it, there's there's a also a strong possibility that something can come through because I know I don't have much time. So it's just like, oh, what am I going to do here? And I just make something up. Um, but so there's a lot of different ways, but it often does come when I'm walking or um, if I'm on my yoga mat or just like in quiet, you know, I'll just, something will come through. It might be something that somebody said and then I'll be like, that's a good title for a song. Yeah. And I'll write it down in my archive of song titles that haven't been written yet. And, um, and you know, later I'll go back and write it or a year later I'll go back and write it just depending on whenever I feel moved. But um, yeah, so it can come in a lot of different ways, but um, you know, I, I really try to balance the songwriting element with the musician element of like wanting to become a better musician, wanting to become a better singer um, and writer. So all in, in, ingrained in the practices, my vocal practice, my guitar practice, my lyrical practice, meaning like reading lyrics, writing poems, reading books. Um, it's it's all kind of part of it. And like I said, the, the spiritual practice of getting my body and mind open enough to to be able to let things come through. I mean, so it's, you know, it's going on all day long, regardless of, regardless of if I have a guitar in my hand, whatever's happening is, you know, like it could be, I end up in this long conversation with somebody that I didn't plan to have. And there might be this thing in the back of my mind that's like, oh, I really should be practicing right now, you know? Um, but then something they say is like, that's a good title for a song and then I might end up writing a song that never would have happened if I didn't have that spontaneity in between the structure of what I thought my day would be and so I really try to use what I'm talking about with the spontaneity within structure in my life um there's there's a lot of spontaneity yeah and, um but there is discipline to um to as much as I am capable of um my discipline is usually a lot easier when I have tours happening where it's like I have this happening so I can structure everything around that. So right now I'm sort of like I feel like I'm recreating how structure works in the music industry in my own career. Um, but that process is, is really fun and exciting and a long learning process and there's not a lot of consistency. Um, as much as there was when I was learning to play the guitar, learning, it's like, I'm gonna practice for eight hours right now, or four hours, or this amount of time, or preparing for a competition, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's, depending on what's going on, long answer to your question, is that it all depends on what's happening surrounding my life, depending on how many hours I'm gonna spend on a certain thing, so. Mm -hmm. do, you yeah. get, do you get song, song, fragments or pieces that come through in meditation sometimes it has yeah absolutely yeah because I, I find that that's that's a something when people think about meditation they think about like 
going into the stillness, going to the silence, which um, quieting the mind, which is definitely what it's about. But there's like this second part that doesn't get talked about enough, I don't feel like, which is where all these creative ideas start coming through and all these insights and kind of connecting the dots on things that you didn't realize how to connect. And then, you know, artistic ideas can come through too. So I find that's like a really valuable part about like getting quiet and still inside and just connect to this creative um, creative source inside yourself. And, um, you know, then it's like, well, hope I can remember this. <laughs> You know, yeah. when you come out, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely different, but it's kind of similar to like that dream state you're talking about where you're like, just, you're kind of, you're going into this deeper dimension and accessing these deeper uh, levels of yourself and can translate yeah. into something beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I was trying to think of how to describe this, but the, the practice of the music itself, whether it's me sitting with a piano and working on like, you know, like little, little lip trills or vocal warm ups or whatever, doing kind of uh, vocal practice or doing what I was talking about with a metronome and sitting there and practicing for a while. Like that's also sort of, for me, like it is warming up, it is practice, it's trying to become a better musician, trying to become a better singer. But it's it's also often the entry point to get me into my creative zone. I'm I'm op I'm opening up my instruments, you know, opening up my voice, opening up my guitar, so that there's a possibility that something could come through. Because if I haven't sang in a couple of days or something, and I just start belting it out, you know, I might um, it's not necessarily good for my voice. So if I want to write a song and get in a writing mode, the first thing that I usually do intentionally is warm up my instruments um, so that when it does come through, I'm ready for it and my hands aren't going to get stiff. You know, I don't want to be like lifting a 250 pound dumbbell if I didn't do a little bit of, of, of warm ups with, with my muscles. So it's, it's mm -hmm. absolutely that way as a composer and songwriter for me, I, I have to warm up my instruments and keep those fine-tuned because if not when the idea comes through i'm not i'm not going to be able to hit those notes or sing it or i'm, I'm not going to be able to find them physically because my hands are stiff you know so that's the the practice of the instruments themselves is probably the, the biggest thing that i'm grateful have to have to have developed some discipline around that mm -hmm. um, and then to learn how to integrate that into my creativity and know that they work together because without one, you can't have the other for me. Um, and is your, does your creativity come through late at night a lot? Are you, are you, <laughs> yeah. is that you? Oh yeah. I've been trying to get better at it because I'm, um, I'm learning a lot about, you know, the sleep pattern patterns and, you know, the circadian rhythms and how, I mean, you know, I know there's certain things that are supposed to happen between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. where I have probably the, the majority of my adult life have not slept during those hours. And so um, I, I'm really trying to to get better at that. I would like to become a morning person. It hasn't happened quite yet, but <laughs> I'm aware that it's much healthier for you. But, you know, it's there's so much self-discipline that I have around certain things in my life and the one thing that I feel like I only have so much control over is when 
the creative muse is going to strike and be ready. Right. And like, so it's like, if it comes to me when I'm getting ready to go to sleep, which is oftentimes is when it happens, it's like, okay, thank you. Well, I'm just going to have to wait to go to sleep and then change my entire sleep pattern yeah. for several days just so that could have happened. But mm-hmm. we're not sleep as much, but you know. I just want to snag it when it comes, <laughs> you know. Like, but pretty much every every friend of mine that's a musical artist, they have that that um, that pattern where they're they're up late late at night quite often. I think part of it is the lifestyle because you know you're doing concerts at so you just end up going to bed like three or four or whatever later because um, you're doing shows and concerts and stuff. But there is something about that late night that like for me too to a certain degree, it's like this creativity. I I always feel like the earth is more quiet at night. Like the, the, the minds are like the more minds that go asleep, like the chat, the mind chatter is quieter. So you can kind of like access things, but you could also, but some people will say they they also get that in the early morning. So like, there's the other way too. You go to bed super early and then get up really. I mean, yeah, go to bed early and then wake up really early. And it's also really quiet in that kind of window. You'll be here up for everyone else's. But I think most for most musicians, it's the other way where it's like, you know, late at night and it's, you know, people are asleep and they're up just feeling, you know, music and creative ideas. That seems to be a thing. So it's interesting. Yeah, I would absolutely love to wake up with the sun every single day. But if I'm honest, um, I've only ever seen the sunrise if I was having to catch a plane or I was still awake. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just always been a late late night owl. I mean, it, it is lifestyle. I mean, you're playing concert, going to the hotel, whatever, you have to do this thing. It's just, and that's even when there's not a concert, it, it's just, it's ingrained in my system, I think. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, like I said, I'm trying to shift it. I, I want to see what that's like. I, I love mornings. I love the, the, how beautiful it is to see the world wake up, you know, with, when the birds start singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it so much that if I'm still awake when that happens, it's nearly impossible for me to go to sleep. Um, so that's part of why I'm like, oh, it would be fun to see what that's like to wake up early and create. But mm-hmm. no, that's that's never been me. <laughs> I've never mm-hmm. done that. Well, it's hard. Like I said, like I think, like the way you know you're 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 doing your job late at night quite often. So it's hard to kind of like doesn't really work that way. I mean, now you know you're not doing as many live things and stuff. But I find for the for the musical artists, it's like you know, some of my friends like they're not even going on stage till like eleven o'clock at night. For especially like you also like DJs and stuff. You know, it's a whole different like way of living. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. But what, what, where would you say your inspiration comes from? Like, I feel like nature inspires you a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, like relationships you've experienced and, you know, kind of human things you've experienced. But like, you know, what, what kind of inspires your songwriting and your, and your music? Mm, definitely life experience. Um, my own life experience and the experience of others, you know, observation mm. of of the world and experiencing what things that are happening, um, and yeah, definitely nature um, is a is a big part of not always necessarily the inspiration of the music itself, but the ability to find a quiet peace of mind 
so that when I come back to wanting to dive into music, I can, I can be more available for it. Um, mm -hmm. Because if there's like, you know, if I'm looking at the desktop screen of my mind and there's too many windows open at once, you know, the, all the programs are going to run slow. So um, I think, you know, that's going, a great metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so too. If it's like, but that's how it is for if, if you go out in nature and shut down, shut down the computer for a little bit and everything, then you have a chance for a reset. So that's part of it. Um, inspiration also can come from other music. Um, but a lot of it comes for me through um, podcasts, um, books, movies, mm -hmm. uh, you know, visual art. Mm -hmm. I'm inspired by all kinds of different types of art. I'm inspired by dance. Um, and yeah, just, but mostly more than anything that inspires my music is the guitar. I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. like, it's just the most incredible instrument, you know, it, it, there's just, and so many possibilities, but the guitar is, is my greatest tool for music, but it's music itself, you know, it could be, it could be an ukulele, it could be a piano, it could be a drum, mm -hmm. instruments, I mean, it, it's, it sounds like a simple answer, but instruments inspire music, it's like, they're, they're energetically, like, vibrational beings that, that want mm -hmm. to resonate, and the mm -hmm. more that they're played, like I said, you know, the, how the practice and the creativity are integrated, the more that I sit with my instrument and make it vibrate and resonate, it's becoming this open energetic field. And mm -hmm. it's so much easier for inspiration to come through then. Um, cool. If the, you know, if the voice has been vibrating, if the guitar has been vibrating and, and then setting up a space for it to, you know, clearing the clutter and, um, setting up a space. I'm here in my little home studio now. It's just, it's just nice in here. It's nice to create. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It comes from, comes from anywhere possible. I just have to be ready for it when it comes. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a tradition in music of uh, certain strands of music of like people using um, like just different kind of like like psychedelics or different like mind altering substances or different, you know, um, plant medicines or drugs or different things. I just wondering like, what's your, what's your take on that? Or anything, anything like, is it like, is that something that you like found hmm. valuable on your journey or people you've encountered? I'm sure you've seen it, you know, around and like, oh. what is your, what is your take on that? Interesting. Well, it depends on which time of your life, of my life, we're talking about. Um, I mean, I had a, a time of my life where I engaged in all kinds of things, um, uh, and it, you know, I had I had a blast, you know, and it, it was great. And and sure, I'm sure I created all kinds of wild things during those times. But um, yeah, I mean, I partied a lot in my younger years, um, and I think I, I had a point. At, I, I actually got it out of my system pretty young, um, you know, like a lot throughout high school, actually, um, early college. And um, now for me, I mean, I, I feel like the, the spiritual part of it is is definitely nice. I mean, I, you know, I think 
I think marijuana edibles are great. You know, I used to smoke like years ago. I, I smoked tons of pot like back in the day, um, but I don't, um, I don't anymore because it hurts my voice and it, it does, you know, but I, I think edibles, um, it, you know, marijuana is a lovely plant medicine that I don't think it's good to overuse um, because it, you know, for, for me personally, I know for other people it's great. It can, you know, it can make my brain really, really foggy if I if I were to have it a lot. But from time to time, a little bit of that is, is kind of nice, like just enough to kind of like, you know, just mm-hmm. edge off if it's like, if it's very natural. Um, anything beyond that in a glass of wine is not really for me anymore, but I had all those days, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, and, you know, I don't ever judge anybody who, Right. To enjoy that. I just happened to to get it out of my system at a at a young age. But um you know, and I think that is one it is it can be a portal for some people, I think, because somebody, you know, takes something, some kind of hallucinogenic or, or, or something that's gonna help get them out of um out of their mind and into their body or just that it can be um it can be wonderful and um but I've heard other people having other experiences too. Um, I think for me, I kind of turned towards yoga and meditation as a way mm-hmm. to find that bliss and that like light feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And other things such as like acupuncture and massage, yep. I feel like I can access the same thing as like, you know, if I were to have like a little bit of a you know, a, a weed edible or something, mm-hmm. that same feeling almost I can get after a really good massage or like good acupuncture or yeah. like going for a run in the woods. And I think that's kind of where, like where the paradigm shifted for me. It was like the use of substance to access that and which, it, you know, it did really well for me during that time of my life. Um, and I'm sure I wrote, I actually I wrote tons of songs, <laughs> tons of songs during all of that. But now I feel like I can access it in these other ways that are actually much healthier for me. And mm-hmm. I think, like when I do access in that way, it's really cool because then I'm not like waking up hungover and I'm like, I actually still feel energized and I can still like, I can ride that high for so much yeah. longer if I can create it naturally. So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it the other way. And like I said, I had my time of that, but it, it's like, I don't think that it's, um, you know, for me personally, anything that I find necessary anymore, but I do love a really good glass of wine. You know, I think it's nice medicine, <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, and but that that trajectory feels like that's a common. Uh, I had I had Maria Stark on here, who's a musical artist as well, and she pretty much gave a very similar answer to you. Like, you know, when she was younger, she was dabbling in all sorts of different things, and you know, felt felt it was an avenue for creativity. And then as she got older, and she, I think she's in her mid-30s now as well, um, there was this feeling of like, I can access that from other ways, uh, naturally, holistically, that's sustainable. I don't have this kind of like up and down and I'm not taxing my body in the same way. Um, so that's, that's, I think that's really, that's really valuable that you're sharing that because I think a lot of people don't realize that they can access this through holistic natural means. That's been my, my realization too. Like same thing, like yoga, meditation, connection to nature, 
um, you know, poetry, like these, these ways that there's no side effect from it. There's no, like, you're not crashing afterwards, but you're accessing these creative ecstatic states inside yourself. So I love that you shared that, that truth for people. Yeah. And it it is for me, it's, it's, you know, much more sustainable. And I mean, and it's, you know, I'm grateful that I got that out of my system young because so many musicians have, it's just like taken over their own lives and they've died, you know, because of just overuse of, of substance in that. And they're doing that often to try to manage not only for the creativity, managing stress in the crazy lifestyle of, of what it is to be, you know, like Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, like trying to manage this amount of stress for, from being right. They are. And so, you know, I think it's a blessing for, for people when we can discover that there are, there are other ways to manage stress and to find, discover our creativity and to get that feeling of, of being high. Like I felt so high and blissed just being out near waterfalls this weekend. And I found out that actually the reason why you feel so happy by a waterfall is because of the, um, oh my gosh. Ions? Yeah, yeah, the, the, yes, the negative to the positive ions. I didn't actually know that. I've, all I knew is that I, I frequently seek out waterfalls and I go and I sit by them and it makes me very happy mm-hmm. and alive. And it, it is that just like kind of feeling, you know? Um, and now it, it makes a lot of sense to me. So it's, it's almost like people have created these substances to like, try to like, try to be a waterfall. Yeah. And, and, but there's other ways to access it. And however people are finding it, I think it's, is a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. So maybe you have a song coming about waterfalls. Oh, something, something there. I just saw that happened for you. It was like you just got this, this hit, this transmutation of, of an idea that I was supposed to hear. I saw it happen. So <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, I guess I'm going to check that out. <laughs> I was by a waterfall. So explore that in your dreams tonight. See what, see what comes through. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was at Dry Falls. You can stand underneath it and just watch mm-hmm. from water. behind. It's so amazing. You, so you've amazing. been Yeah. 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 So cool. Yeah, it's an amazing spot. Oh. So um, what are you up to now? How do people plug in to what you're doing? How do they get connected to you? What do you what kind of projects you involved in? Mm. Uh, well, I am um, I've been releasing a lot of singles this year. Um, some duets with Tommy Emanuel. Um Phil Kagey, I did one with Lawrence Juber. All those are all instrumental pieces, um, and I have a new one coming out on the twenty first. Um, so if you're hearing this and that date has passed, you can go and listen to it. Um, and that's a, a song called "Eve of the Solstice" that I released uh, for the summer solstice, and now I'm putting out the winter revision of it, um, which is practically the same song, but it doesn't have the poem up front. It's all instrumental. Um, and I'll be going back into the studio in January. Um, but I've released a lot of music this year. You can find some stuff on Spotify at Christy Lene, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-L-E-N-E-E. Um, and on my website, christylene.com, I've put out a bunch of, um, bunch of things this year. So it'd be fun to, to go and explore and check it out. Videos and 
songs and there's always more coming out so definitely you know follow me on facebook and instagram and all of those things youtube <laughs> and you'll you'll find um no shortage of music there <laughs> sweet and yeah. I, re I recorded a, a great video of you in our living room which i haven't shared yet. oh nice yeah oh, so cool. uh maybe we'll get that out there soon too awesome that's exciting yeah, well, I'm so grateful to, to come on your podcast, and thank you so much. I'm really thrilled with the, some of the things we talked about, and I'm excited to listen back. Likewise, yeah. it's I love that, like I was telling you before we got on, I love that that kind of like that, like there's this art, this musician, and there's like this incredible thing coming through, and it's like, where is that being accessed from? You know, it's, it's, it's like this, at the core of it, it's like the heart of, I call it the universal creative intelligence, but it's like this, like the source, you know, it's like, you're being open. I love that idea of just like being open and I'm, I'm opening to the angels, you know, beforehand and I come out and it's like, you know, and then I, and it comes through. Um, so I love you, the way you were able to articulate that and share that. And it really gives people a deeper sense of when they're experiencing your music of like, you know, this kind of, like you said, it doesn't matter if you use the word spiritual or God, or that's all just, that's just words, but like whether you use the word or doesn't, it's coming from what those words are pointing to. So I love that. I love that you were able to share that and articulate that. Oh yeah. Well, it's all, it's just, it's a feeling. It's that thing that you can't explain when you watch certain people play, you know, and I'm, that's uh, my life's work is to just go deeper into that thing that you can yes. call anything you want and, yes <laughs> and like how do that i which is beyond like, names soak up as many of those positive ions as i can right. and transmute it into music so yeah <laughs> that's it beautiful that's the perfect note to end on i think yeah i think so oh. thank you christy yeah thank you so much for having me brian i appreciate you cheers Thank you for being a part of this amazing community. The Brian Piergrossi Podcast is produced by Brian Piergrossi. Assistant producer, Giovanni Piergrossi. Please subscribe and leave a review or comment on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. You can find me online on Facebook or Instagram. For personal sessions with me, Contact me at thebigglow.com. That's T-H-E-B-I-G-G-L-O-W.com.